Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I've got my guy, the co-host with me, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good? What's going on, fantasy people? Uh, Man, just hype off that, still hype off that game Thursday night. Uh, you know, good game as far as, you know, just seeing football again. But uh just cause we just said it tomorrow, all day, Sunday, football. Uh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope, man. Yeah, brother, I'm so excited for it, man. Just you know, long time coming, seemed like we wouldn't get to this point. And now that we're here, like I just don't want it to be over, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just you know, today we're covering part two. Uh, of this of the Sunday football preview or Sunday Monday football preview um, for week one yesterday we covered part one in in that uh, episode we covered the Falcons Seahawks Bills Jets Panthers Raiders Jags Colts Packers Vikings uh, Patriots Dolphins Ravens Browns and Washington football team in the, in the Eagles so if you want to hear about any players from those games uh, you could jump back and listen to that um, but you know, before that, we have to recap, you know, Thursday night football. But before we even do that, we have to make two quick announcements. Um, first announcement, we know we, we often mention DFS, but we wanted to be able to, to kind of talk about it. So after the starts of the week today, which, by the way, don't forget, starts the week, money time. Mm-hmm. That's today. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, we will play a game that we maybe call it, you know, get money because I know we'll be here trying to snipe our starts of the week. But basically what's going on is Greg and I will be going head-to-head in a weekly FanDuel contest um, where the only rule is we're going to draft players uh, so we can't have players, uh, the same players in our lineup. But, you know, FanDuel, other than that, same FanDuel rules still apply. $60,000 salary. We're picking players based on their salaries uh, and going to see who can who can score the most points. So that, so that should definitely be fun. Uh, the that's the first announcement. Second announcement is you will get a fifth podcast from us. Uh, this one will be a quick Sunday morning DFS rundown uh, where where it'll just be me on here, but I will be running through some of my favorite DFS plays of the week. Uh, we're going to cover FanDuel and some DraftKings. Um, and so be on the lookout for that one Sunday morning uh, starting tomorrow. Yeah, man, I'm excited for both those things. Uh, FanDuel every week. Uh, you know, no commitment. Uh, I'll be, I'll be hype. Uh, so just in case, you know, I can ride the momentum. If I, I'm gonna take this this record all year, man. I hopefully I can get some dubs against you. Yeah, man. I, I hope so. I mean, luckily the DFS rundown is the day after we do this, so you're not gonna <laughs> steal any of my plays. True, true, true. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
All right, man. So now that that's out the way, let's jump into this Thursday night recap, man. This was a a really good game, man, Uh, just in terms of just being able to see football, being able to see the plays that Andy Reid has been drawing up for, for, you know, uh, nine months. You know, uh, the Chiefs did end up winning this one, a final score of 34 to 20. Darn it, Vegas is so darn good. Uh, That's a total of 54. Mm -hmm. Uh, The total over under was 54 and a half. And the Chiefs end up covering this nine and a half point spread, winning the game by 14. So before, let's just talk about some of the good from this game. Uh, and I think the most important place to start off, I think, Greg, is with your breakout running back, yes, sir. Clyde Edwards Alaire. Last night or Thursday night, we learned that the H in Alaire is silent. It's good to know. Uh, the first round rookie running back had 25 carries, Ooh. 138 rushing yards. Ooh. One touchdown. That's good for 19.8 and a half point PPR. Uh, he was phenomenal, phenomenal in this game, consistently eating up yardage, bouncing off defenders. Uh, the other thing to note is Daryl Williams did not look good in the run game at all, and so he was, and you know, he was okay in the in the pass game. Uh, I don't think he'll be challenging Clyde for touches anytime soon. No. It might take an injury for him to be fantasy relevant. But, Greg, come on, man. Give me all your takeaways on Clyde. Clyde balled out. This man is very good. Uh, This is the reason Andy Reid got him. This is the reason why we had the hype into him, why he was climbing. It seemed like one overall spot every day. Uh, Yeah, 5.5 yards per carry. Had that long touchdown run. He's just so low to the ground. Uh, He's just so hard to tackle. It's going to be hard for defenders to get him all year round. Very balanced runner. He had six carries at the goal line man oh man that's that's the beauty style of that and we haven't even seen him in the pass catching he got uh two targets but no no catches like the the potential is just there for in the passing pass catching game and we haven't even seen it yet and he got 20, 25 carries that touch number is great he he's amazing man this is this is what you expect from a, a running back bona fide one yeah, man, that that touchdown run was just that move he put on that safety in the open field. That was just great. I mean, just even the way that he was running on those 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 carries for like four or five yards. The way he was just yep. you know moving in the backfield, um, you know creating space and just you know making defenders look silly almost. Uh, and you know, like you said before just you know the balance that he has too he's so low to the ground his contact balance is is just great in my opinion so like yeah this guy he showed us everything that we wanted to see uh and more in week one the next guy sammy Watkins, man a guy seven catches on nine targets 82 yards and a touchdown that's good for 18 fantasy points he he paced the chiefs and targets he was the clear number two in terms of snaps uh played Playing only uh, playing eighty percent of the snaps ahead of both uh, Demarcus Robinson and Miko Hardman, he looked really good in this one. Uh, he even had a great block on a Tyreek Hill reception. Greg, what was your reaction to this performance by uh, Sammy Week One Watkins? Yeah, um, Sammy Week One Watkins. That's the first note I had. This is very familiar to last one, uh, last season Week One. Um, you know, he played very well. And he was like a a huge trade value after this week. So he could, uh, I think, you know, would be able to be shopped around maybe this year again. My real question for him is like, you know, can this be maintained? Uh, Because this this could vary. The next game could be McColl. The next game, it could be Demarcus Robinson. He dropped two touchdowns in this game. So he was, uh, you know, one catch or two away from having a huge day himself. Uh, So uh, the snap count, I think, is a pretty uh, relevant uh, number right there. I like that. Um, so to show for maybe consistency for Watkins being 
uh, consistent this year. Um, but other than that, I'm not gonna trust it necessarily yet because he's this is this is Sammy Watkins. He's been doing this, uh, you know, since he left the Bills. He's been an up and down uh, guy that he has talent, opportunity, but you know sometimes he can't be as very consistent week to week. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I know you and I had talked about it after the game, or you know, uh, Friday, <clears throat> Friday during the day. You know, would you trust Sammy Watkins in week two? And you had said no. I had said yes. Um, and the reason why I had said yes is is about the snap count. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he had done this in the playoffs, like this isn't yep. Sammy's first game. This is like Sammy's like fourth game of doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, are we just seeing like a new Sammy Watkins? I mean, you know, is this you know just who he's grown into? You know, because he's like you said, talent has never been a question. Opportunity has never been questioned. Consistency has always been the question. Yep. Um, does playing with Patrick Mahomes, you know, for so long allow you to reach this level of consistency that you maybe didn't have before? I don't. I don't know. But um, you know, nine targets from Mahomes is hard for me to pass up. Maybe I don't take the shot on him in redraft. But you know, I a lot of people. Uh, from a fantasy, from a, like DFS perspective, might fade Watkins for this sa- very same reason that we're talking about benching him in week two, because this is what he did in week one. So, um, you know, maybe that's a way to leverage the field that way. But um, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he was Patty. great in this one. I mean, he was he was he was great. Seventy five percent completion percentage, only two hundred and eleven yards, but he threw three touchdown passes. On just 32 attempts, this was 20.44 fantasy points. It looked like he didn't even, you know, lift a finger in this, and he still ends up throwing three touchdown passes. Greg, what was your takeaway on, on the uh, $500 million Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes? Oh, yeah, this is this is what he does. He's the best quarterback in the league. Uh, yeah, it, he was in great field position throughout the game. Uh, the Chiefs defense picked up right where they left off. Uh, got four sacks, forced a pick, so it put Pat Mahomes in great field position to you know. So maybe that's why the yardage numbers wasn't as high as you would expect from him. But three touchdowns, efficient. Uh, he's the man. Yeah, I, I thought that it was, you know, they didn't have to do a lot in this nah. game. I mean, a nah. lot of the passes from Mahomes were uh, very short in the short to intermediate range. He averaged six six and a half yards per attempt in this one. His career average is eight and a half. I think he had only one pass attempt over 20 yards. Uh, so, you know, they didn't do a whole lot. It was just working the short to intermediate game, and uh, it worked. I mean, they carved up this Houston pass defense, mm-hmm. um, you know, with a 75% completion percentage there. So, you know, you, hey, Patrick Mahomes has a 9% touchdown rate right now. So take that take that for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looked tough for for Deshaun Watson, uh, but he came through in this one from a fantasy perspective. He was under pressure all night. Uh, some of it was his fault. Some of it's the fault of his offensive line. But he still had ends up having a good fantasy day with twenty one point eight two points, thanks to uh, two hundred and fifty three passing yards, one touchdown on thirty two attempts, 
also added 27 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So, Greg, what are your thoughts on on the performance of Deshaun Watson in this one? Yeah, this is this is honestly this makes me way more excited because of his floor. Like you you said it, like the Texans got dominated pretty much. Uh, a lot of a lot of people didn't play well, and Deshaun included in in moments. Um, and he was he was getting rushed as he always is. This man is always sitting on the floor. Like get this man some help on the old line. Um, <laughs> and he still found a way to get you uh, a great twenty one points in, in fantasy and with his, his rushing floor. So uh, I think that says a lot for him going forward as a guy that you know we could see finishing after uh, you you got him finishing after Mahomes and Patty. So that's that's pretty good. So. I think that this you is mean Mahomes and Lamar. Mahomes and Lamar. Yeah, he's so good. I gotta say his name <laughs> twice, man. You gotta say his name twice, right? <laughs> he might finish the QB one and yeah, two. and the QB two, yo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a definitely part of the reason why I have uh, Deshaun as my QB three because, like I said, he's a magician. I mean, how many times on Thursday did this guy throw a pass from midair? Um, yep, and and actually attempt it. You know, it's some of the stuff he does on a football field, you know, you just can't explain. And so with that being said, you know, we saw him scrambling, trying to make plays. Um, The rushing touchdown down by the goal line, that was was awesome to see Mm -hmm. from a fantasy perspective. So, you know, I think he'll continue to provide that floor for you every week. I mean, he's got a tough matchup next week um, playing up against Baltimore, uh, which, you know, was a buzzsaw for him to go through last week. So... You know, we'll, we'll have to pay attention to that. But, <clears throat> um, you know, one of his targets, his main target of the game, uh, that would be your bold prediction of Will Fuller coming through with 100 yards. Yes, sir. Uh, Fuller was 8 for 10, 112, no touchdown. But um, he has 15.2 points and a half point PPR. Greg, what are your thoughts on, on this performance, man? 31% target share. Let's go. Will Fuller coming in as the number one. My man's coming out, yeah, breaking out as, as you know, I thought he would. Uh, just, you know, that comes to week to week. He uh, he finished the week healthy. Check week one. Let's go. Let's just keep moving on. That's really what comes down to him. <laughs> um, yeah, he was the only existent pass catcher other than Jordan Aiken's touchdown. But, yeah, that was his Will Fuller all day. I'm, I'm happy to see that he was able to put up uh, good, great numbers, especially without a touchdown. That means he's, you know, going to be not touchdown dependent this year because the target number will be there yeah no nah, man he has he's got about as safe of a floor as you can get right now being deshaun watson's you know number one target mm-hmm. um you know 10 targets 31 percent target share like that's a, that's a wide receiver one right there um that's what that's what you want from from a player like will fuller especially when you when you drafted him in, in the fifth round like you know, you have other receivers, fifth, sixth round, you yep. have other receivers. <laughs> yep. Um, so, <laughs> you know, this is, this is, you know, really awesome stuff right now for, for Will Fuller. And, um, you know, he, he didn't even play great yesterday. No, no, <laughs> he know, dropped on Thursday. The he, first pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, 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 yep. It's, he was targeted two times. So yeah, he could have got another like 25 yards off that first catch. Yeah, so I mean, imagine when he actually plays a, a really good game. Yeah, and, uh, you and, know, and so. these these catches weren't that deep. Like when he his strength to uh, going down the field. So imagine when he gets catches like that as well. It's gonna be crazy. Exactly, exactly. Um, another Texan that ended up playing a, a really good game in this one, David Johnson. Man, it was it was almost vintage David Zon- David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said the ground game. I said the pass game. Uh, we saw both as. 
David Johnson had 11 uh, carries for 77 yards and a touchdown on the ground to go along with uh, three catches on four targets and 32 yards in the air. So, you know, that's good for 18.4 points and a half point PPR. So, Greg, what were your thoughts on, you know, getting to see David Johnson look like he was back in 2016? Yeah, man, I, this is uh, what I expected. I think, you know, in only 40, 14 total touches, which that means he was very efficient with that. Um, and, and in a bad game that the Chiefs dominated, that's really good to see. Yeah, he shows his RB1 upside. Uh, so I think, you know, throughout the year, as the tight Texans offense is better, I don't think this is, will be something we see all year. The Texans will figure it out. They just need to figure out the identity. Um, but David Johnson will be part of that. Um, hopefully they use him more uh, to try to move the chains and everything. So, uh, yeah, this is a good game for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, Duke Johnson ended up banged up in this one. Yep. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's, you know, more on the plate for David Johnson. I immediately after this game regretted all the times that I just could not bring myself to draft David Johnson. Um, even though you and I both had him ranked high, you know, relatively high in that RB2 range. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I just, there were so many times I was just sitting there and I just could not bring myself to do it. Um, I don't know. I, I really can't even explain to you what it was. I don't know if it's his age or his uh, his injury history or, you know, Bill O'Brien's butt chin. Like, I really have no idea what it was, but I, I just I immediately regretted it after this game. Um, and then I had a bold prediction of six catches for Jordan Aikens. Mm-hmm. That did not come through. But if you threw him in your DFS lineup, then you still got to be happy with the two catches, 39 yards, and one touchdown. And the best part, in my opinion, was he led all Texan skill skill players in snap percentage at 81% Ooh, of the team snaps. Yes, while fellow tight end Darren Fells only had 42% of the snaps. Greg, what's your reaction here? Yeah, that's that's awesome. That means he's out there probably the better blocker as well. That means he's going to be out there in more pass-catching situations. Uh, yeah, there a lot of targets. D-Hop's not there, so a lot of targets are going to have to go to someone. Willful is uh, going to take up a chunk of that, but there's still a lot out there, and Jordan Akins is going to be a guy that I think can be a tight end two going forward, with, going forward with some tight end one upside. I would favor him over Darren Fells. He should be the tight end to own for sure going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely somebody that's got to be on our radar. Um, you know, if maybe he's somebody that you're going to stream week in and week out. I mean, they've got a matchup against Baltimore next week. Um, so, I mean, you know, they were really good against the tight end last year. So we'll see how, how that matchup looks after week one. But, um, you know, he's a guy I think that he's been on, you know, just my radar in general mm-hmm. um, for for a while now. He was a third-round pick of the Houston Texans. Uh, just a few years ago, he was a, a converted baseball player uh, that went on to play football. So he was still kind of raw. And, you know, the tight end position is one that takes a little bit of time to develop. And it looks like he's developed. I mean, all the reports, like you said, out of camp seemed like he was, you know, the the best player, the best player on the offensive side of, of the ball through camp. Um, and, you know, he's just somebody that need, needs opportunities. You saw that one reception uh, where he ducked under the guy. Oh, man. Uh, the defender. S- yeah, he mood. looked so Smooth good. Mood. <laughs> so, you know, he's a guy I hope, you know, will get some more targets as as this year goes along. Um, you know, definitely some something somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, but now we, we get on to the bad, man. And so uh, going to go to the 
actually, you know, we're talking about the Texans. Let's just stay on the Texans side right now. Um, you know, you talked about Will Fuller and that 31% target share. Um, but the Texans sorely missed DeAndre Hopkins, man. Yeah, man. They, they, really, they really, really missed him. Outside of Fuller, no other Texans pass catcher had more than three receptions or 39 receiving yards. That's not good. And I don't, again, I don't want to overreact to this because maybe the Chiefs pass defense is really that good because then we know that they took, they took major strides at the end of last year. But the uh, Texans auxiliary, auxiliary pieces, uh, Randall Cobb, he's dead to me, uh, and Brandon Cooks, <laughs> um, among among others. <laughs> oh, man, week one dead to me already. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> um among others, were were not good at all yesterday. You know, these guys, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks. Randall Cobb specifically looked like he was running in quicksand. Um, and, and Brandon Cooks, um, you, I mean, you had a stat yesterday about the yards of separation, and these guys, frankly, weren't getting any. Um, are you concerned about the, the Texans' offense as a whole? Um, or, or, you know, what, what's your what's your situation there, Greg? I, I think they'll, they'll figure it out. So, I mean, and also Brandon Cooks. We did say he, you know, he had, he was dealing with the injury, so and there was reports that he was going to be, you know, limited if used. So I'm not, I'm not gonna go too crazy on Brandon Cook's performance because, um, you know, he just w- wasn't healthy. So, uh, other than that, yeah, next gen NFL stats, yeah, the Texans receivers only got 2.4 yards of separation per target. Uh, the Chiefs receivers doubled that yardage. Uh, yeah, they didn't help Deshaun at all, especially with that pass rush. They didn't help him at all. Uh, Ren, so I, I'm good on Brandon Cooks. Randall Cobb, I mean, you know, he he that safety, that floor that we maybe might was going to see, maybe it won't be there. And that was without Brandon Cooks being fully healthy. So it's kind of concerning for him. Yeah, I mean, in a game where Brandon Cooks isn't fully healthy and in a game where the Chiefs are – or the Texans are down seventeen yeah. in the in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, what else does Randall Cobb need to show up? Yeah, just just eat up catches. <laughs> You're supposed to just start eating up right? catches right there in that point. And I mean, granted, granted, there was no targets available. There were. I mean, you can only you know get make do with the targets he's getting but he from what i saw he was getting very little separation so mm-hmm. i guess that's the reason why you're not getting any targets yeah um also one thing to note i i actually can't believe i missed this bill o'brien is not calling plays for the houston texans anymore uh they've they've promoted previous tight ends coach uh tim kelly to the offensive coordinator so he is the he is the offense the man calling plays. He's he has not called plays, so he's a little inexperienced in that way. Um, so maybe that's something to watch as well going forward. <laughs> at, at, so. least, at least we know Andy Reid is calling plays with that uh, car window in front of him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, yeah. he needs the windshield wipers for that, yo. That's 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 that's, that's uh, uh, evident for that at least. Yeah, man. I mean, looked like looked very foggy there, but you know. Maybe you know, I I just I know one thing, Andy Reid and anybody that had anything to do with with, with drafting Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, and you know all the fantasy owners and, and including you Greg that that started him, you guys are all on Clyde Nine. So, um, Ooh, yes sir, Clyde <laughs> Nine baby, <laughs> Clyde Nine. <laughs> I'm about to change my team name to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to sneak that one in there. Um. Okay, so the updated injury news from yesterday, the um, 
rookie wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Rager. Uh, looks like he made a an outstanding recovery from this shoulder injury. Uh, he was removed from the injury report on Friday and will now, in fact, play in Sunday's game. Greg, is he somebody you are looking to play? Uh, definitely. Deshaun Jackson is probably going to be the number one, but I think after that, uh, Jalen Rager is going to be on the outside, and he, he's going to have opportunity. Um, Greg Ward will probably handle the slot responsibilities. So I, I think he's in play um, in a good matchup for the Eagles. Um, yeah, I think, you know, he could be, uh, you know, a, a flex if you if you need it at receiver. I probably won't go ahead. I'm not starting him. I have a, him in a league where I have, like, Henry Ruggs. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking him over a guy like him over here, uh, Rager. But I think he has some value in um, some deep leagues. Yeah, I um, I I'm in a league where I, I kind of might have to play him. All right, would you asking for a friend, Michael Pittman or Jalen Rager? Um, uh, I think I'm gonna go with Jalen Rager only because yeah, Paris Campbell. I'm I think he will have some impact in this game. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not really too sure. You don't. We don't know who it is between Pittman yeah. and, and yeah. Campbell yet, but we know Rager's gonna be involved. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I think Rager's you know, in play, I mean, in, in shallow leagues where, you know, maybe, you know, you've got two running backs, two receivers and a flex, maybe you don't have to take that risk and start Jalen Rager. Um, but in, in a deeper league, yeah, you know, or three receiver you know, league, if, if, for sure. Yeah. Three receiver league, or if you're the Cortland Sutton owner and you Ooh. have Jalen Rager, all the Kenny Galladay are like me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like, um, you know, I'm I'm a Cortland Sutton owner. I will probably end up having to play Jalen Rager. Um, you know, I do have that game hitting the over. Uh, so, you know, for me personally, I think it's a it's a good you know it fits well with the narrative that I that I'm I'm buying into. So, um, yeah, I think Jalen Rager is in play. Uh, and then on the for the New York Jets rookie wide receiver Denzel Mims has injured his other hamstring now and is out on Sunday. Uh, this could potentially, and he could potentially be out longer than that. So Greg, does this change anything about the outcome of Sunday's game in your mind in regards to uh, maybe the Jets offense and their ability to, to cover the six and a half point spread? Um, not, so they do have Perriman. So they do have maybe someone now still that could stretch the field. Uh, I still think they're able to cover. I still got the under going though, for sure. Um, so yeah, I think they're they're still gonna be able to to cover. I think they still have enough playmakers in Herndon and Crowder and Le'Veon to to make something happen. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one as well. Um, I think that they, you know, I, I I came into this week believing that Denzel Mims, you know, would be limited in some way anyway, just because he's a rookie wide receiver. Adam Gase's offense is supposedly one that's very hard to learn. So I, I thought that he would be someone that played in packages anyway. So. Um, yeah, they, they'll do that. So heading on into Sunday's games, the rest of Sunday's games, um, today we're going to cover the Lions, the Lions versus the Bears, the Bengals versus the Chargers, the Saints versus the Bucks, the 49ers versus the Cardinals, the Rams versus the Cowboys, the Giants versus the Steelers, and the Broncos versus the Titans. So first off, uh, the last one o'clock game that we had not covered yet, this one had a lot of injuries and I'm glad we didn't cover it yet because... Uh, uh, all everything that's you know happened since then. Uh, that's the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, this game is in Detroit. Lions are two and a half point favorites. 
this line was uh, lines minus three. Uh, the total is now 40 is uh, 44. The, in terms of injuries, the, the Lions have a bunch of them. Um, you know, Kenny Galladay, who is, you know, he's doubtful with hamstring. He didn't practice Thursday or Friday. Uh, so, you know, it's highly anticipated that he won't play. Uh, Danny Amendola, he's questionable with a hamstring injury. That's the other wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions are also are will be without their big addition, their big offseason addition, uh, right tackle, who whose name I cannot fully say. So he he goes by Big V. So I'm just going to call him Big V. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the you know he was the offseason addition from the Eagles. Uh, he's out on Sunday as well. And then for the Bears. It seems like David Montgomery, uh, he's he's on track to start on Sunday. So yeah. it looks like he bounced back from that groin injury really well. Um, edge rusher Robert Quinn, who's missed time with an, an ankle, is doubtful. Looks like he won't play. And then Khalil Mack, all of the other edge rusher, is uh, also dealing with a knee injury, but he's expected to play. Um, Greg, what do you what do you got in this game? In this game, I have the over. Uh, I'm taking the lines to cover. And the Lions to win. Um, I think if Matt can't go, I think that's huge for, especially for you know the Lions just you know being able to move the ball. But they are missing Galladay, which is also bad for also for them. Two huge injuries for both teams, honestly. If if Matt can't go, especially, um, I think this is a potential uh, a good game for scoring though, um, especially with the, the defensive injuries on the Bears side. Um, I think Mitch has streamable value in this game. Uh, the Detroit Lions just historically just doesn't have a, a good defense. Uh, secondary, you know, it's banged up and they lost a couple guys. So I think Mitch has streamable value. I love Allen Robinson in this matchup. Um, David Montgomery, full participant. He's coming back. I think I would be hesitant to start him as a, a RB2, but I think you can talk to me for some, some good f- from flex value because I think they – they will use him. I'm not sure if they have him a little limited though off this groin injury, because um, that that is a tricky injury. Uh, on the and other than that, on the bear side, will second pass catcher step up? Will Anthony Miller ever step up um, in his young career uh, for the Lions? I like this matchup for Stafford as well. No Galladay, so Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones, and Marvin Jones. That man's gonna you know could dominate. Have some wide receiver two upside uh, for sure. And Danny Amendola, if he can go, I think has some flex value. But um, this also, I think, really helps Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson for sure in the middle of the field. Uh, and paying attention to that Detroit running back situation, uh, I'm not going ahead and starting any of them. But the carry-on versus AP versus DeAndre Swift versus Ty Johnson, I mean, it's going to be a lot. Yeah, I am taking the under. Um, I'm going to take the Bears to cover and win this game. Uh you know, as as far as how this game plays out, I think the the Detroit Lions defense is is very beatable. Um, you know, both on the ground and through the air. And, and so, in fact, I go as far to say, you know, like you said, Greg, you can play Mitch Trubisky this week. He had two, two, three touchdown games against this this Lions defense last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allen Robinson's also in a good spot here as well. He went for eighty six yards in both games against these guys last year. Um, I think that you can play, you know, you like you said, you can play David Montgomery. Uh, all the reports on him have been positive. Um, you know, if depending on who I have, I'd probably play. Um, okay, would you go David Montgomery or Melvin Gordon? 
Ooh. Um I think I would I think I'm gonna lean Montgomery, actually. David Montgomery or Le'Veon Bell? Uh Le'Veon. David Montgomery or Antonio Gibson? Uh I'm gonna go Antonio Gibson. David Montgomery or Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's, uh, I think in deeper leagues, he's worth a shot at, in, in your flex. All right, David Montgomery or a Tampa Bay running back? <laughs> a Tampa Bay running back. The, uh, the Tampa Bay running back, the combined points would be good, but uh, the <laughs> a, a Tampa Bay running back could be a split between the two. Uh, you have Rojo. I probably, if I had different Montgomery, I think I think I would go ahead and with higher over under go with the Tampa Bay game go like a Tampa Bay running back okay well are you would you play oh, I mean we'll get into that game all right um so on the line side I'm, I'm yeah I'm really gonna stay away from anyone not named Marvin Jones or TJ Hawkinson um, yeah. with Galladay expected to to you know to be out in this game I think this sets up perfectly for Hawkinson to to make a contribution fantasy wise. Uh, like you said, Anthony Miller, he's somebody to watch in this game. Does he finally make an impact? You know, each of the last two years, he's gotten hot down the stretch, um, especially last year. But can he keep this flame lit? Like that's what I want to see. Is is he just is the consistent consistency going to come through for Anthony Miller? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tariq Cohen. He has not had success against the Detroit Lions. Um, I don't know what it is. I went back and looked. He only has in his in four games against the Lions. He has eight catches wow. for like fifty-one yards or something like that. That's very so unlike um, Tariq Cohen, unlike Tariq Cohen, especially for in four games, it's two yeah. catches a game. So um, you know he, he's somebody that maybe I, I'm not looking to play this week. Um, you know, especially David Montgomery being healthy. Um, you know that, you know if if David Montgomery was out, Tariq Cohen has a oh, ton yeah, of injury because now we're kind of we kind of know Tariq Cohen's gonna get you know ten twelve touches. But, but with David Montgomery healthy, you know that touch count is, is is limited per se. Yeah. Um, and then me personally, like if if Galladay's out, I that kind of takes the intrigue of Matt Stafford out for me. Okay. So I, I he, he's not somebody that maybe I would want to play, but um, but maybe I could be wrong, right? Because if I'm interested in, in, Mitch. in Marvin yeah. Jones <laughs> and Mitch is coming out the other side, like and T.J. Hawkinson, you know, maybe Matt Stafford's in play. Um, Matt Stafford or Derek Carr. Derek Carr, but I could see Mitch still. I, was, I could see Matt Stafford still scoring Mitch Trubisky though. <laughs> Oh, do you want to do a Matt Stafford, Mitch Trubisky bet? Yeah, let's do that. I'll do that. Yeah, it's fun. All right, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's, I mean, that's really all I got in this game. You want to add anything to that? No, no. No. All right, so we got the Bengals and the Chargers. This is the 405 game. This game is in Cincinnati. The Chargers are three-point favorites. This was down from three and a half. Uh, The total dropped three points from 44, 44 and a half to 41 and a half. Um, injuries to watch in this game. Uh, Bengals defensive tackle Geno Atkins. Uh, he mispracticed Thursday with a shoulder. Uh, Chargers 
uh, wide receiver Mike Williams. He's officially questionable with his shoulder injury. Um, starting center for the L.A. Chargers, Mike Pouncey, uh, is out with a hip. So that's a potential blow to the Chargers offensive line. Um, as far as how this game breaks out, uh, I'm taking the over in this one only because, you know, 41 and a half, you know, does seem a bit low. Um, actually, I think I would have taken it at 44 and a half, to be honest. Um, the Chargers, I'm taking the Chargers to cover and win this game. Uh, I think points can be scored in this game. Uh, the Chargers offense in this one, I, I like them. Uh, Tyrod is, is an interesting stream here. Uh, I know neither one of us picked him as a stream of the week, but you know the Bengals gave up the most rushing yards to the position, and that still holds true uh, when you remove two two games against Lamar Jackson. So uh, I like Tyrod to have a nice floor in this one in, in the in the in the rushing department. I also like Keenan Allen. Uh, I also re- I, I really like Hunter Henry this week as well, uh, and obviously Austin Eckler. Uh, he's he's in a smash spot right here mm-hmm. against against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and then the only Bengals players I'm really interested in, uh, Joe Mixon, A.J. Green. Uh, you could probably talk me in Tyler Board, but I, I'm really not all that interested. Uh, you know, with a good slot corner for the Chargers and, and veteran Chris Harris. Um, you know, the Chargers are my defensive stream of the week. Uh, I would stream Tennessee over them, though. And, you know, if the Colts are available, that would be the one I would go. But I'm just excited to watch Joe Burrow, man. That's really That's really it in this game. Yep. What about you, Greg? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I also have the over in this game. Um, I have the Bengals covering the spread because I got the upset. I got the Bengals winning the game. Um, Whoa! Yeah, okay. you know, I the, you know, I guess need one, gotta have one in there. Um, I think you know, Bengals. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see what what Joe Burrow is gonna do. I think he could have some streamable value here. Uh, you know, the Chargers secondary missing Derwin James. I mean, but he was hurt a lot last year so they they charges defense is still uh pretty you know pretty solid uh joe mixon is a must start for sure uh all the Bengals receivers are healthy and ready to go for this one so it'll be interesting to see how you know that goes uh john ross you know he's starting over t higgins uh, opposite of aj green uh alden tate also played well in camp um i'm i'm a tyler board guy i'm on the tyler boyd camp uh, side so i think i see him as the number one um and you know i'm anti-aj green all the way but as a player he is healthy so (laughs) he's on the field i you know i think he'll he'll definitely get targeted and he'll he'll get used um but yeah i think i just lean towards tyler board a little more um on the charger side tyra taylor yep definitely super flex value and definitely just streamable value as well as i have the over in this game Austin eckler yeah uh, there's nothing more to be said uh you know this man is going to dominate in this game uh, Geno Atkins is also, you know, you know, banged up. So this is setting up Eckler for a great performance. Uh, Keenan Allen, I love, and yeah, Hunter Henry time for sure. Um, Tyra Teller, you know, usually not in high-powered offenses, but does the second guy, does the second receiver step up like uh, you know Jason Moore, Jalen Guyton um, on the Charger side, really? Yeah, I mean, I think the second receiver is Austin Eckler slash Hunter Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really true yeah that's really yeah it. yeah absolutely yeah it's gonna be a lot of dump offs oh. <laughs> for sure i think especially with the uh, chargers having o-line issues it's a lot of a lot of dump offs to Eckler. yeah man i mean i really like i really like your analysis of the game man i mean joe burrow if if you're picking the the, the cincinnati Bengals to win then joe burrow makes a ton of sense yeah uh in in this game um you know i think that 
you know, I, he crossed my mind as somebody like a potential DFS like blind spot, you mm-hmm. know, because he's he's down at a price where like sixty six hundred, where you know, maybe you're not looking to go that low, and it's a rookie quarterback first game. Chargers have a pretty good defense, but like you said, Derwin James is out. Um, you know, Joe Burrow. It's not like he's one of those guys that's you know not mobile. No, so, no. Um, and he's in, he's in an offense that you know the Bengals they they throw the ball over sixty percent of the time in neutral game script. So uh, there'll be a lot of attempts there. Yeah, and they Joe have Burrow. they have talented receivers, so they should be able to get some separation. Yeah, he's he's surrounded by weapons, and so. Yeah, I, th- I think this is this is a good this is I, I needed to hear that. Um, okay, cool. So uh, the Saints versus the Bucks, the New Orleans Saints zero and zero taking on the zero and zero Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got Drew Brees, you got Ooh. Tom Brady, you got Sean Payton, you got Bruce Arians. Like this is the game of the week. The Saints are three and a half point favorites. The total on this one was 49 and a half. It has now since dropped to 47 and a half. This is the first time since 2015 that a Tom Brady led team has entered a game as an underdog. Things to watch in terms of injuries. Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is doubtful with a hamstring injury. Doesn't look like he's going to play. So obviously a huge loss there for Tom Brady. Uh, For the Saints, uh, first round center, Cesar Ruiz is out with an ankle injury. Second-year defensive end uh, Marcus Davenport also Davenport also for the New York uh, New Orleans Saints is out with an elbow, and then PJ Williams, cornerback for the New- for the Saints, is questionable with a hamstring. Greg, what do you got? First of all, why is this game at 425 and not the Sunday night game on NBC with Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. It just you know it's weird. For and but I have. The over in this game, I have Tampa Bay Buccaneers covering the spread, and I have them winning the game even with Mike Evans being out. Uh, I was very, very like ready to switch over, but I think they still are able to get it done. Um, yeah, both defenses were good last year. Uh, I love all your stars in this game. You know, I love Brady, Mike Evans out, so Chris Godwin is already bona fide number one but he's gonna get heavily targeted in this one i think this opens up opportunity for gronk a lot as well uh so he's a tight end one for me this week and uh scotty miller i think he's a dart play um in some dfs because this could be a high scoring game um rojo versus fournette i expect rojo to probably be used more uh if i had to bet on one um i think you might see fournette maybe be the better runner in some situations but i think who gets more opportunity in this one? Rojo will probably get that. Um, on the same side, Drew Brees have to start. Kamara, Latavius Murray, I think, also has some good value in this one. Um, but Kamara is definitely a bona fide RB one for this guy. This this one. Um, but the Bucks have it. You know, a sneaky good rush defense. So it you see Alvin Kamara probably more using the pass game, which is good for PPR leagues. Uh, Mike Thomas got to start him. And Emmanuel Sanders, I think, has some low inflex value. He's he's probably going to get close to six targets. So I like him in this one. Yeah, I'm taking the the over in this one. Both these defenses, like you said, they're they're very good. Uh, both these offenses and these quarterbacks are also very good. Yep. So uh, I originally was going to take the Bucks to win, but with Mike Evans out, I think that's a that's a pretty big blow to the Bucks. So I'm going to take the Bucks to cover the spread, but I'm going to take the Saints to win this game. Uh, as far as how this game plays out, both these defenses, like we said, 
very good. The, the New Orleans Saints have not allowed a 100-yard rusher since week 11 of 2017. So, uh, you know, I'm not inspired to start a Bucks running back. You know, it will come down to, I think, touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like you previously mentioned, Leonard Fournette very well could be the goal line back. Like, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, I do think that in terms of um, which guy could probably break one, I mean, Ronald Jones, he is the speedier guy. Uh, so maybe he gets out into space, but I don't know. You're you're kind of banking on a touchdown, and, I, and you're, you're, you're kind of just betting on which one of these guys ends up being – uh, being the one to get that touchdown. Yeah. So I'm not inspired to start one of these guys. Um, Chris Godwin gets a bump with the Mike Evans news uh, that, you know, you were already going to start him. Scotty Miller, like you said, interesting DFS throw, a uh, dart throw. Um, you know, maybe that's more red zone attempts or red zone targets for Gronk. I also think OJ Howard is, is probably a bit interesting, um, you know, without Without Mike Evans, maybe they jump into some some of this two tight end personnel. Bruce Arians had previously said that you know the two tight end set or you know twelve personnel will be their base offense. So you know maybe he wasn't lying, uh, and this is you know would be a good opportunity to to, to show that. Um, you know obviously like you said you're playing the quarterbacks here. I'm not trying to stream another guy to bench one of these guys. Uh, you know the Bucks were the top run defense in the NFL last season, but the Saints actually had good success on on the ground against them. So uh, you're going to roll with Kamara and, you know, Michael Thomas is an auto play every week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think, like you said, Emmanuel Sanders, definitely intriguing. Um, You know, I don't know if I'm, I know there's a league where I have to do it, um, but in, you know, I don't know. I think that our receivers have ended up so good that like, I don't even know that, you we would even be in a position to start Emmanuel Sanders, but if you but you could start him if you needed to. Yeah, I think if you if you needed to three wide three wide receiver leagues, uh, two flex leagues. Um, he's, Greg, all your three wide receiver leagues is like Will Fuller is your third wide receiver, so don't even bring. I know, but here. that one actually the one <laughs> three wide receiver league I did. I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket, so I took Tyler Boyd. Actually, that's why. Oh man. I should have just did it. I should have just had him all eight leagues. I mean, I have him in four already. That's like a lot, you know, for me to to just put everyone, all of it in one. But you know, I, that's true. Will Fuller, that guy, man. I should have. He should be in all my leagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I, like you said, I think Amado Sanders is totally totally playable in this game. Um, next up, we've got the Forty ers San Francisco Forty ers going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are, are six and a half point favorites, which was down from seven, which was down from seven and a half. Uh, the total is up to 48 and a half up from 47 and a half. Um, and, you know, definitely want to just say that, you know, hope that everybody out there that's being affected by these fires in, in California or over on the West coast, that you know, you guys all stay safe and that you're all Okay. Um, but there's talks about this game potentially getting moved mm-hmm. due to the air quality that's currently in Santa Clara, uh, California. So that's, I don't know how much, I mean, I mean, according to the NFL policy, they can move the game uh, and they can do that leading up to the, like as soon as the, uh, as late as the day of the game. Um, so don't know how much that affects uh, the fantasy production or the fantasy output per se. Um, but, you know, if the game does stay in Santa Clara, then, 
uh, the one thing to watch is there are certain players that have pre pre existing health conditions, uh, like Tevin Coleman who has uh, the sickle cell trait and he can't play. Um, he if the air quality is at a certain point, he he potentially might not be able to play in this game. Uh, so that's something to also keep an eye out uh, on players that you have in this game. Um, but in terms of other injury concerns, Debo Samuel, he's out for the 49ers uh, with his foot injury. Uh, looks like they're aiming for week two, um, but you know he, he will be out. Jason Verrett, the cornerback for the Niners, uh, he's also out with a hamstring. And then Brandon Ayuk, uh, rookie wide receiver, is questionable with a hamstring, but it seems like he'll play. Um, I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, both these teams combined for a ton of points last year. Uh, I'm taking the cards to cover the spread, but I'm taking the, the 49ers to win this game. Uh, Kyler is 100% in play, in my opinion. I know people are worried about the defense and the matchup and all that stuff, but he played these guys last year, and, and in two games he averaged uh, almost 25 points a game. So, uh, yeah, I'm playing him, DeAndre Hopkins, of course. Uh, Kenyon Drake, he's also you know, an auto start, you know, his first game in a, in a Cardinals jersey was against this defense on Halloween last year, and he, he put up 26 fantasy points. So um, on the Niners side, I, I love Jimmy G this week, mm-hmm. like really love Jimmy G this week. Uh, this Cardinals pass defense was the worst against the quarterback position last year. They gave up the most passing yards and the second most passing touchdowns to the position, uh, allowing the most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Uh, the uh, Jimmy G last year had a 300-yard game and a 400-yard game, throwing uh, four touchdowns in each of those games against these guys last year. Uh, George Kittle, Kendrick Bourne are the two guys I'm looking at in the pass game for the Niners. And then Raheem Mostert. Um, is what I guess you would call a most start. Um, <laughs> but he you drafted him <laughs> in the fifth or sixth round. Uh, you need to start him this week. So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I have the over in this game. I also have the Cardinals covering the spread, though. Um, and I have, I have the Niners winning. Um, they had one competitive game last year. Last year, uh, The other one was on a 10-point game, but, you know, the Cardinals hung on tough. Uh, other than that, fantasy-wise, I agree with you all the way pretty much on – on everything you said, um, Kittle, uh, Kendrick Bourne, he had five touchdowns last year, so he's in he's in play. Uh, yeah, this is this is 49ers going to win the game. Show their defensive line dominance again. So, uh, qu- only questions, I guess, players that would be on the fence about uh, wide receivers from each team: Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk. What are you doing with it, with either of those guys? I'm not starting Christian Kirk. Uh, I think you can convince me more to start Ayuk over Kirk, but I think Kendrick Bourne is the second pass catcher I want to start. I think long term, season long, I want Ayuk though over over Bourne. But just this week, uh, Bourne's been the healthy guy, uh, been consistent all camp, throughout the walk camp. So I think I'm gonna take him just in this game. Okay. Um, all right. So. I mean, we pretty much agree on that game. So going on to the next game, this is the Sunday night game. So guys, make sure, guys and gals, make sure that the your Sunday night players, your Monday night players, they are in your flex, mm-hmm. right, if, if they need to be, right? You know, if you're starting three running backs, you know, Zeke uh, needs to be in your flex if he's the latest one, unless you have Saquon Barkley or James Conner. But he's going to have to be in your flex. I know he looks, you know, it looks weird. He's not 
in the running back spot. He's your starting running back. He was your your fourth your you know your first round pick. He's got to go in the flex tonight. Um, so the zero and zero Los Angeles Rams are taking on the zero and zero Dallas Cowboys. This game is in Los Angeles in the in the Rams' new fast track stadium. Uh, the Cowboys are two and a half point favorites, and the total in this one is fifty. One and a half. That is the second highest total of week one. Injuries to note. Uh, Dallas Cowboys cornerback Jordan Lewis. He's out for the game. So rookie Trevon Diggs could, should see plenty of action. Um, that would be good for potentially Josh Reynolds. Uh, if he, in fact, is the third wide receiver. Or it might be Van Jefferson. We'll find that out after this game. Um, but whoever it is, they'll line up most of their snaps uh, against... Uh, Trevon Diggs as they you know they'll play on the left side where where Jordan Lewis was playing and then also on the injury report uh, because he's on IR uh, or not on the injury report because he's on IR is is a right tackle Lyle Collins uh, for the Dallas Cowboys so that's a that's a blow to the offensive line for the Cowboys Uh, Greg what are you what are your, your thoughts on this game uh yeah, I have the over in this game. I think this is a shootout all the way. Dallas covering the spread and uh Dallas winning. Um I think, you know, Dallas gets it done as far as they put you know, finally put stuff together and they're able to get it done in a close shootout. Uh all the receivers are healthy on the Dallas side. Uh so um that's really what I'm intrigued about is who all these pass catchers uh, Cooper versus Gallup versus CeeDee Lamb versus even Blake Jarwin. How is that target share going to be distributed? Um, I think, you know, targets as far as who's going to get the top ones, I think I will put Cooper first um, and then Gallup and Lamb after that. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, touchdowns is, is going to be very, you don't really know who's going to get that touchdown work uh, other than Zeke. Uh, I, I love him starting as an RB1. Dak, of course, as a QB1, bona fide. Um, on the Rand side, Jared Goff, I love him this week as well. This is a great Jared Goff week. He's he's going to be a uh, plug-and-play for sure. Uh, Robin Woods, Cooper Cup, both guys I would uh, you know love starting this matchup as well, and along with Tyler Higby. Um, and they're on their side, just like the receivers. On the Dallas side, how is this going to be distributed? The running backs on the Rams side, Cam Akers, uh, Daryl Henderson is good to go. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that's going to play out. But, you know, I'm a, I'm going to defer to you, the the running back Rams expert over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I've got stock of pretty much all of all three of them. So um, <laughs> I, I guess you if you want to call me the expert here, but let's just jump into the, the analysis of the game. Uh, you know, this is, like you said, it's going to be an exciting game. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Cowboys to cover, Cowboys to win. I think there's going to be a ton of points. Uh, both these teams play fast. The Cowboys, according to sharpfootballstats.com, were first in neutral pace of play, and the Rams were fifth. Uh, that means more plays, uh, you know, more plays being run, which means more yards, which means more points. Uh, Dak, Zeke, Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, I think they're all in play on the Dallas side for me. Uh, like you said, Blake Jarwin, curious to see how that distribution falls. Uh, but I think he's someone that you could also play from this game. Uh, you know, with the tight end options that, that are out and available, um, you know, maybe you, maybe you can you can afford to wait and see, uh, you know, how these targets are distributed. But I really want to play, you know, all three of these receivers. Amari Cooper, though, 
did struggle uh, against the Rams last year. Uh, he had one catch for 19 yards against Jalen Ramsey. Mm. Uh, it's expected that Jalen Ramsey will shadow him again. Um, so, you know, Amari Cooper, he's, you know, I don't, I have zero shares of Amari Cooper, so Same. I don't have to make this decision. But, um, you know, he's not somebody that I, I would be hesitant to, I mean, you would have to start him, I think, in this in this game. Yeah, if you drafted with him. this high over under, you drafted him fourth round uh, in the third or fourth yeah, third round. Or fourth round. You're, yep. You know, you're you're gonna have to start him, uh, and you know, maybe shed your tears after. But um, th- I think that's a bump for potentially for Michael Gallup, for CD Lamb, uh, for for a Blake Jarwin in this one. Uh, so that's why I really have no problem playing. You know, a rookie wide receiver CD Lamb. Uh, in this game uh, with so many points potentially being scored uh, for the Rams. Like you said, Goff, you know, Woods, Cup, they're all must plays in my opinion. Um, Tyler Higby, he has a really good matchup as the Cowboys were third in fantasy points allowed to the position last year. Uh, so you, you you have to start him. Uh, question is, what are you doing at running back this week? Sean McVay has come out and said that this will be a three-man rotation. Is he lying to us? We have no idea. <laughs> But if I had to start one one guy from this backfield in a redraft league, it would be Malcolm Brown. Um, the the Rams like him. McVay trust him. And at the end of the day, uh, yards don't really matter. Yards don't matter as much as touchdowns do. And who's the one guy that McVay is going to trust down by the goal line? It's going to be Malcolm Brown. So uh, he's the guy that I would start. Um, Henderson is healthy, so you could look to stash him through the Sunday night game if, if you can afford the roster spot. Um, Cam Akers, I have zero trust to play. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to play him. Um, if I had to play someone not named Malcolm Brown, it would be Cam Akers. Um, but I don't, I don't want to play him uh, because I, I, again, I don't know what that distribution is going to be like. Uh, he's somebody you could potentially play in a DFS uh, tournament. Uh, if you're playing a large field tournament and you, you know you want to somehow leverage the field, um, get a get a, a, a mid-priced running back, uh, you know that maybe will be low owned. Then Cam Akers is potentially in play, especially in a game with so many potential points. Um, but in redraft leagues, he's not somebody I'm looking to start. Um, Greg, anything else you want to add in this game? Uh, nah, nah. Are you they summed it up. All right, going on to the Monday night game, we've got the 0-0 New York Giants taking on the 0-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. This game is in MetLife Stadium. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. This this is actually up from what was previously three points at one point to f- four points to four-and-a-half. It's now five-and-a-half. I won't be surprised if it gets to six or seven uh, before the game kicks off uh, on Monday night. Uh, this game is a to- has a total of 45 and a half uh, in terms of injuries. Golden Tate is questionable uh, for the for the New York Giants and uh, guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. David DeCastro, I believe he's the right guard, is questionable as well. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm taking Pittsburgh to cover this game. Uh, this this five and a half point spread. I'm also going to take Pittsburgh to win. Uh, Big Ben in the past game should dominate. Uh, on Monday, the, the Giants secondary is one that that, that is beatable. I, mean, I know I know that they, they did that uh, they did add Logan Ryan recently, 
Um, but, you know, he's got to come over and, and this whole defense has to mesh. So still curious to see how uh, how that fits. But I think, you know, Big Ben, James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, you know, they're all play. They're all must plays this week. Uh, Deontay Johnson was actually mm-hmm. start of the week material for me this week. Um, but his foot scared me off. It seems like he, you know, it looks like he's going to play. He got a full practice in. Uh, so you start him up. I think he's actually going to, you know, I think he'll dominate in this game. Deontay Johnson, uh, Eric Ebron's also in uh, a great spot here. This, uh, against the Giants defense, they were, they were bad against the tight end position, uh, last year and they haven't really made, uh, many changes, uh, that would make you think that they're, they won't be bad against the tight end position. Uh, for the Giants, I'm going to, you know, obviously Saquon Barkley, um, Evan Ingram, I think makes a ton of sense, especially Golden Tate, you know, being questionable and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers having a really good defense against the against the wide receiver position. Um, Sterling Shepard, although makes a ton of sense in a full point PPR, even though, like I said, the Steelers are good against wide receivers. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I have the over in this game. Uh, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers covering, though. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much with you on the Pittsburgh side. Big Ben going to dominate. Um, this is a matter of, you know, James Conner. Um, I should see that as he's going to be the true bell cow Mike Tomlin said he's going to be. Oh, man, it's a it's a primetime game. It is a primetime game. Uh, are we going to get some James Conner in the tent alerts? Uh, just saying, you know, I'm um, interested to see Benny Snell is just, you know, if he gets more views than just a safety net guy. Um, yeah. Um, on the Giants side. Danny Dimes, I'm looking at him, seeing how he addresses, you know, how the O-line, the Giants address the O-line and how he addresses fumbling issues uh, against a great pass rush and a great defense in general. I think he finishes, you know, right over, right under that, uh, I think, uh, at the upper of the QB2 range, like QB13, QB12. Um, Saquon, great. I will bet. I'll take that bet. I'm sorry. All right. We're, 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 I'll we're. Take, all right. <laughs> so wait. QB we, 13. So better than QB 14? Better than QB So better 14. than QB 14? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm fading Darius Slayton. I'm not starting him. I don't think he, I don't have an intrigue in him though. Yeah. Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram are probably the pass catchers I'm trusting the most in this game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Yep. Um. Okay. Moving on to the next game. This is the last, the second of the Monday night games. Remember, there's two Monday night games. The second of the Monday night games. So anybody playing in this game needs to be in your flex. Uh, no questions asked, unless you're not starting uh, multiple running backs and wide receivers. Um. Then then are required. Um. But the Denver Broncos, the zero and zero Denver Broncos, are taking on. The zero and zero Tennessee Titans. The Titans are three point favorites uh, on the road. This line started at Denver uh, as the three point favorite, but now it's come all the way to the Titans' favor. Uh, the total has since dropped to forty and a half. Um, injuries. This the, a lot of the reasons why this line has shifted. Although I would have probably taken it the other way, uh, this way anyway. Um, but Cortland Sutton is day to day with a shoulder injury. Seems like he avoided anything serious from from that shoulder injury that he suffered in uh, practice on Thursday. Um, I'm not expecting him to play, uh, and with him being the Monday night game and the late game in the doubleheader, I'm not counting on him at all this week. Uh, so I would, 
su- suggest that you you know if you do have Cortland Sutton, you make other plans. Uh, edge rusher Von Miller, he's out with an ankle injury for what some are reporting as the year, but it seems like Miller will try to come back sooner if he can. Um, and then you know for the Titans, it looks like um, cornerback Adoree Jackson is questionable with a knee injury. Um, Greg, what do you got in this game? I have. I was taking the under hard, heavy, but until I heard that total keep going down, I'm going to take the over now. I have the Titans covering the spread, and I have the Titans winning. Uh, I think just the Titans are a better team. I think they're a playoff team here, um, just going against, you know, Denver, who's, you know, still trying to find their way. Um, but on the Titans' side, it's it's Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown and really no one else for me. Um, not really interested in either quarterback in this game. Uh, on the Denver side, I don't think, Sutton is going to play. He was listed as day to day, but Monday night is tricky. Uh, it was it was a crazy scare. So I I don't think he'll go. Um, this definitely opens up opportunity for Jerry Judy and Noah Fant a lot. I think Noah Fant's a tight end one for sure in this matchup. Uh, if, if Sutton can't go, um, and Jerry Judy has some flex value as well. Um, I don't think I'm trusting Deshaun Hamilton or Tim Patrick. I'm not reaching to go get those guys. Um, I think this hat does help the running backs a little bit. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I think they get you know a lot of dump offs in the pass catching game. Uh, if I had to give someone the edge, I'll give Melvin Gordon the edge um, for to start start as a, a flex or you know RB three uh, in this one. Yeah. So how I see this game breaking down, I'm taking the Titans to cover. Well, obviously cover the spread and the Titans to win this game. I'm taking the under. Um, I was taking the Titans to win this game, even when they were the dogs. So, you know, I see no reason uh, not to take it now. Uh, main reason why I'm taking the under, I just don't see Tennessee or, you know, Denver being able to put up points in this game. Um, I expect the, you know, the Titans to, to you know, run Derrick Henry up and down the Denver's mm-hmm. Denver Broncos collective throats. Uh, also expecting A.J. Brown to take that ascension on Monday night into the alpha wide receiver one territory. Uh, and, you know, we've been talking a lot about lack of preseason and, and tackling, Greg. Uh, imagine the first time you had to tackle someone, it's Derrick Henry or A.J. Brown. Yeah, bro. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm expecting those two guys to, to really come out and, and put on a show on Monday night. And then on the Denver side, uh, Noah, Noah Fant, I think he's a great player, like you said. He'll probably lead the way in targets here uh, with Sutton out. And Judy is intriguing uh, in DFS or deeper leagues, but he's not somebody I'm I'm running to play, per se. Um, you know, I, I don't have any Melvin Gordon, but I assume that, you know, you probably don't have much better options. So you're, you're starting him, uh, although I'm not overly excited about that. Philip Lindsay obviously has a ton of intrigue, but... You know, without seeing how this backfield actually gets split, uh, he's you know, or how they how they're used, you know, uh, I don't really want to to go into that well unless I unless I really really have to. Yeah. Um. Any players that you're potentially on the fence about, Greg? Um, not really. I I think if you had Melvin Gordon, you probably went like zero RB <laughs> or something like that in the draft. Oh my god. Uh, but. Yeah, that's the um, Melvin Gordon's the only one on the fence about. If I was, I'd probably put him in just because he might get a lot of touches, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, we know that he gets used in the past game a lot as yeah. well. 
Um, so he's he's an option as a receiver with those checkdowns, like you were saying. Um, all right, man, let's get to the money time. Mm-hmm. Starts of the week. We've got to do it. Uh, and we're going to start at the quarterback position. So, Greg, what do you got your start of the week at the quarterback spot? Oh, man, money time. You already know. I got my man Big Ben going against the Giants on Monday night. Smash spot. We've been saying for Big Ben uh, going against a banged up and inexperienced secondary for the Giants who was bad against the pass last year, and I see no reason how they improve going into this year. Uh, this is a potential shootout, I think. I have the over in this game. I expect many pass attempts from Big Ben, um, as they did in 2018, as they you know led you know the, the league in pass attempts, and he, his accuracy is looking great from camp reports. Uh, I expect a QB1 performance from this player, and he, he, this guy was going almost free in drafts, and he's going to give you a top-ten performance. Let's go. Yeah, man, Big Ben... Definitely start, have to start him up. Uh, my quarterback start of the week, I'm going up with Josh Allen, man, versus my New York Jets. Uh, the Jets' pass defense is in a state of flux right now. They've been dealing with some injuries. And so this is a prime spot for, for Josh Allen to test out his newest toy in Stephon Diggs. Obviously, uh, you know, you've always got the built-in upside with his legs. But Josh Allen in a matchup with the secondary, he's also got John Brown on the outside to go over the top. Um, you know, maybe he gets in the in the end zone with his legs. So Josh Allen, uh, quarterback star of the week, start him up, man. Like that for sure. All right, Greg, your running back star of the week, brother. What do you got, man? Oh yeah, you know, it's my ride or die. I've been going all year. It's got to be Austin Eckler uh, going against the Bengals. No Jordan Atkins, possibly. So you know, the rush defense has already struggled from Gino last. Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins. Sorry, <laughs> rush defense is already banged up. They're gonna struggle again this year. Playing with Tyrod, a QB that historically, you know, targets the running back when he has Shady McCoy, you know, close to 70 targets per year. So, yeah, he's going to throw heavy to Eckler. Uh, no Mike Williams, just even more more to Eckler. This man is going to dominate as a passer. Uh, close to 10 targets, I think, with his 10 to 15 carries. Uh, yeah, top five RB performance. Just a layup right here for him. Oh, man, I love Austin Eckler this week against that Cincy defense, man. That's a total smash spot, like you said. Uh, speaking of smash spots, my running back star of the week, that's Josh Jacobs. He's got this matchup against the mm-hmm. Carolina uh, defense, which was the worst team against the running back position last year. They're giving up the most fantasy points, the most yards, the most touchdown to the touchdowns to the position. I expect that to continue in week one this year. And if the Raiders, if somehow they were telling the truth about Jacobs in the past game, then this should be a really, really big blow up spot for him. Josh Jacobs, running back star of the week. Start him up, man. Yes, sir. Greg, wide receiver start of the week, brother. What do you got? I got Allen Robinson going again against Detroit. Uh, it's just a great matchup for him. Um, you know, the, he's a dominant receiver as far as targets per game. His tar- you know, 2019, he was third amongst wide receivers again with 9.6 a game. Remember that his target share is going to be high. Playing with Mitch, locked in wide receiver one performance coming in. Uh, this is going to be, yeah, it's, it's prime for him. I want to see Anthony Miller stepping up. Dave Montgomery is a little banged up. It's, they're going to rely on Allen Robinson heavy in this game. Let's go. Yeah, I think Allen Robinson's in, a, in another smash spot here. Um, I'm going with wide receiver star of the week. I'm taking Scary Terry, man. That's Washington Ooh. football team wide receiver Terry McLaurin. He was my breakout wide receiver coming into this year. One of my two breakout wide receivers along with, with Calvin Ridley. But he is coming into this game against the Philadelphia Eagles, who in last year, two games against the Eagles, went for 125 
and 130 and a touchdown in each game. He's an upgraded offense in terms of scheme with new offensive coordinator Scott Turner. He's going to be the top target in the game where Washington is the underdog. Scary Terry, 100 and a touchdown. Start him up, man. Scary Terry, let's go. All right, brother. Tight end start of the week, Greg. What do you got? Oh, man. So the only thing, you know, coming to 2020 with a blank sheet, but the only note I had was that Arizona was bad at the tight end, uh, covering the tight end. So I got to go George Kittle. Going against Arizona, I don't care what his price is. You still put that in. George Kittle is going to dominate in this matchup. No Debo Samuel. He uh, the tight end position Arizona was abused by last year. Uh, no uh, Brandon Ayuk is questionable. Uh, he probably will play, but he's a little banged up. Uh, George Kittle is going to be the main passing option for Jimmy G in a high paced game. He's going to get close to ten targets. You need to start him up. George Kittle is going to dominate. Yeah, man, a, a Jimmy G, George Kittle stack, you can't go wrong with that. Facts. Um, ooh, that, that was just bars on bars on bars. Okay, <laughs> my tight end start of the week, TJ Hawkinson. That is ooh. right. I am calling my oh, shot. Man. Babe Ruth style. TJ Hawkinson in a matchup against the Chicago Bears. Fourth, uh, They were fourth in targets uh, and tied for third in catches allowed to the tight end position. Uh, in 2019 and with Galladay being out I'm expecting Hawkinson to come through in a big way this week and put up a tight end one week TJ Hawkinson start him up oh man that would be awesome awesome for the for the brand if you get that it will be awesome (laughs) (laughs) it will be awesome all right man so now that we've it's the money time it's time to get get some money man so get money money take money money yeah I'll be counting five ten twenty hundred yeah Greg, you get the first pick in our in our FanDuel uh, contest showdown. So okay. what do you got, Greg? I got to go, just like a draft, I got to go running back first. So I'm, I'm going to buy uh, 7,700 for Austin Eckler. I'm going to slide him into that RB1 spot. Well, you take your running back star of the week. I will draft my running back star of the week. I'm going Josh Jacobs as my RB1 as well. So after that, I'm going to go George Kittle, buy him for 8,000, slide him into that tight end spot. Okay, so that means I'm going with my wide receiver start of the week, Terry McLaurin, Ooh, sliding him for 6,500 uh-huh. against Wash against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles here. So, what do you, what do you got next, Greg? After that, just snipe me one time. Uh, I'm gonna go Allen Robinson for my wide receiver start of the week as my wide receiver one. 7,200. Okay. I'm gonna go with. Hollywood Brown as my other wide receiver, 5,900. I like that. I like that. Uh, after that, then, that means I'm going to go I'm gonna go by Chris Godwin, 7,700. Okay. As my second receiver. Okay. So, for my <laughs> second running back, <laughs> I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ten thousand. I like it. <laughs> uh, after that, uh, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab uh, Marlon Mack, RB two, sixty one hundred. Okay, real cheap, but gonna dominate. Uh huh. All right. So then I'm a, a leverage play in my flex. I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. Okay, okay. Running back, 5,400. 5, All right, and I Cam, you know, uh, oh, at quarterback, I got Cam. I'm going to draft him. I'm going to take him, you know, so I could afford all these players. 7,300. 
Cam, undervalued. Let's go. Okay. So, um, for wide receiver, my third wide receiver, I'm going with DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers. He is 7,100. So, DJ Moore. All right. And so, my third receiver, since you took Scary Terry, I'm going to slide in and take Marvin Jones for 6,200. Okay. Uh, and yeah, he's my third receiver now. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just loving making these leverage plays off of you. My tight end, I'm going with TJ Hawkinson. He's my tight end start of the week. I'm sliding TJ Hawkinson in at my tight end spot. L for my flex spot. That's the only spot I got left besides defense. I'm going to go with a little boom. I got Deshaun Jackson, 5,700. Let's go. Okay. So at quarterback because you're actually i'll do my quarterback last i'll do my defense now uh defense uh i'm going with the new england patriots 4600 mm, i like that a lot uh yeah for my defense I'm taking the colts defense stream oh yeah the heavy defense stream for the fantasy nation seems like everyone got him so i'm i'm gonna go with that wave yeah quarterback you're probably wondering john how did you afford josh jacobs 8200 christian mccaffrey 10,000 uh you know how are you able to get the patriots defense 4600 sounds like jimmy that's because i'm going (laughs) oh no i couldn't even afford jimmy g if i wanted to i had to go with with my i told you about him earlier in the week my super sleeper at the position i'm going with teddy bridgewater 6800 he allows me. I get the the in. I get the not only the stack between t- Teddy to McCaffrey to DJ Moore, but I also get to bring it back in it with an in-game stack. Josh Jacobs. Uh, so uh, I picked the over in that Carolina Raiders game. So I, I hope hopefully it comes to fruition for me. I like that. That's that's. You know, I thought Cam was cheap at seventy three hundred. Yeah, super cheap. So there we go. All right, man. So uh, just run through your your roster one more time, Greg, for everybody. Yep, I have Cam Newton at quarterback for seventy three hundred. Then Austin Eckler at my RB one at seventy seven hundred. Marlon Mack at RB two at sixty one hundred. Then Allen Robinson at seventy two hundred as my wide receiver one. Marvin Jones wide receiver two at sixty two hundred. Chris Godwin uh, my wide receiver three at seventy seven hundred. George Kittle at tight end with eight thousand. Uh, Deshaun Jackson at my one flex, 5,700, and then Indianapolis Colts at 3,700 as my defense. Yep, I've got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, 6,800. Josh Jacobs at running back, 8,200. Christian McCaffrey uh, at running back, 10,000. DJ Moore at running back, 7,100. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, uh, wide receiver, 5,900. And my, my third wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, 6,500. Uh, and then my tight end spot, I've got TJ Hawkinson for 5,300. At my flex, I've got Jonathan Taylor, 5,400. And at defense, I've got New England Patriots, 4,600. Oh, man. You save any money? I have $100 left. Oh, no, 200, okay. 200 Okay, okay. I have $400 left. All right. So, yeah, yeah this is going to be good. Okay, I like this. Okay, Yeah, I like this too. So, um this we'll do this every week, so seventeen weeks. We'll we'll see who 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 walks out with the winner. Uh, we should track points and record. That should be good. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, so uh, that was it. Unless I'm missing something. Nah, man. I think we got it all. We we did. We broke down the games. We 
game starts of the week. We even played the 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 get money game. So um, everyone, just again, thank you for listening. Again, if you missed the breakdown of yesterday's games, then you know go back and listen to that uh, to, to get the breakdown of of the first eight games. If you want to listen to how wonderful of a time, you know, Greg and his, his all his amazing calls or Ooh. me and my Jordan Aikens call. Ooh. And you want to go listen to that, uh, our Thursday night uh, preview is up. That also has our streams of the week if you want to, you know, find out, get those last minute streams in there. Um, but everyone, good luck this week. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun ride, you know. And remember, no matter what happens, 1-0, and 0-1, um, you know, you get blown out, you blow another team out. Remember two things. Your team is not as good as you think it is, and it's not as bad as you think it is. So, again, everyone, thank you for listening. As always, please rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you're listening. Hope that you all enjoyed, uh, you know, Thursday Night Football. Hope that you enjoy, you know, all the games this weekend. And uh, as always, uh, we are out. We are